the hell's in there. It's weird and pissed off, whatever it is. She just goes a little mad sometimes. We all go a little mad sometimes. Game over, man. Game over. What an excellent day for an exorcism. You are invited to an open house where horror will be your host. Don't fall asleep. Gabbard in the Woods podcast, now with 25% quieter intro music. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Which is good because we got some feedback uh, via some people this week and they said that when they're riding their bike mm-hmm. and, our, and our delightful... Um, I don't know what we call it, a montage uh-huh. of shit I slapped together off the internet uh-huh. with a very cheap fucking theme song I bought off the uh, Envato market. <laughs> with, with Bill Paxton that I insisted you would put yeah. in. But yeah, apparently that's been blowing people's heads off when they're riding their bikes to the gym and riding their bikes to work and taking the train and that kind of stuff. So we are Excellent. sorry. We, are, we do listen. Well, you're sorry. I'm not sorry at all. <laughs> I hope you all suffered. You just wanted people's heads to explode like scanners. <laughs> You know that's what I try. Oh, my God. That is my number one, like, I just try. Just in case, every day. I'm like, I'm just going to try. Maybe today is the day I can make somebody's head explode. Exactly. I see you trying this every single week when we're recording the podcast. And every now and then the candle does burn a little brighter <laughs> that we've got sitting here on the table. Is it, you know, always reach for your goals, people. Reach for your goals. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of that, I think we need to give people a bit of a thank you as well. Do we? Because for some fucking weird reason. You're in a very grateful, eat, pray, love kind of mood today. I am, because we're recording this at a decent hour for once. <laughs> Normally it's the middle of the fucking night. Yeah. I'm exhausted from a long day of gaming and jerking off. <laughs> today I'm crisp, I'm clean, it's, it's the Easter weekend. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm, a, I'm, actually, I'm actually happy for once. Oh, okay, well, I know, this is what's throwing me. Okay, <laughs> what are you happy and grateful for? Well, no, for? We, need, we need to say thank you to everyone who's been listening to us on Good Pods because for some fucking bizarre reason, we are actually climbing the charts on Good Woo-hoo! Pods. So thank you. And if you don't listen to us on Good Pods, how about jumping over so we can game the system? Uh, and make it look like we're more popular than we are. <laughs> oh, my Lord. You're like, you, you don't know how. Oh, my God. It's because we're just up against drunk people. And, yes, we're drunk, but we sound good. We're <laughs> drunk, but we sound good. You'll talk your way out of a traffic ticket drunk. <laughs> what? Everyone's got to have a hobby. You're the only person I've ever met who's learned the alphabet backwards for fun. It's like I'm studying to be an idiot. <laughs> Hey, man, it's how I roll. It's how I roll. (laughs) Behind the wheel of a fucking car. (laughs) We don't have the field sobriety test in Australia, thank fuck. We just just rely on technology. (laughs) They they instantly breathalyze you. And if you blow, what is it, 0.05% blood alcohol? That's it. Oh, my God, how long since you've been in the game? No. I haven't had an alcoholic drink in nine years. Isn't it like 0.03 or something? Really? 0.02? Holy fuck. I don't know. Yeah, it's not five, is it? Oh, God, if so, I can get a couple more cans in. Yeah, what are you doing watering down your gym beam? You've you've mixed it 50-50 with Coca-Cola. Well, I had Coke already in there. I didn't want to dirty a second glass. Oh, no, it's like you're going to work. Oh, big day today. Lots of reports due. I'm going to water down my breakfast whiskey. (laughs) Oh, Lord, I would never water down my breakfast whiskey for work. (laughs) When I was a proper raging alco, we used to drink Mm. vodka in the morning because it doesn't smell. So you can get fucking shit-faced before big meetings. And I was working for a politician. No, I, I think it's one of those things. It's like when people who um, smoke a lot yeah. think that when they have a piece of gum, it doesn't smell anymore. Yeah, yeah people could smell the vodka. Yeah, yeah. I'm fairly confident. 
Um, Not only that, they can smell your body processing alcohol. Yeah, I was going to say seven in the morning, like, coming out of your pores. This dude stinks, <laughs> and he's proposing some really bad ideas. <laughs> Apparently, he wants to fight the opposition. <laughs> Like literally out in the car park. Fuck you, cunt. But yeah, no, he he can't be drunk. I can smell. Oh, is that nice, fresh, minty taste on his breath? He couldn't possibly be drunk. <laughs> he's pissed himself and he's eating fucking chips for breakfast. Oh, it's the power of gum. Look, I don't need to know how to say the alphabet backwards to get out of a ticket. Oh, because you've got tits. That's why the Lord gave us titties. I've shown mine. It doesn't do anything. <laughs> Actually, haven't you got double the unless, double the ticket? Unless I got arrested by like a village people kind of cop. It's like, oh hello, oh hello. <laughs> it's like I caught me a bear. Oh my god! Yeah, no, absolutely. No, it's 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 about the only circumstance where um, women come out in front, like the porn industry and getting a ticket. Yeah. Being a woman, you're actually in the lead for once. Whereas, as in in every other part of the society, you're fucked. Yeah, so you get paid less, and as other people have pointed out, you get to get off a ship first when it's sinking. Women and children first. <laughs> well, no, not anymore. No? Not anymore. Isn't it? Um, well, because of, of equality. As uh, as I found out, oh, my God, just, you know, sometimes just random things, you know, pom up on your news feed. Yeah. And it's like, and you're like, why is the universe showing me this if for no other reason just to prove to me that society is doomed? Um. It was this story about a heavily pregnant woman. You never hear about a lightly pregnant woman, do you? (laughs) (laughs) You never hear about that. Just smoking away. There's no such thing as lightly pregnant. You know, like, you know, she's just smoking away, gives birth to a really long baby. It just comes out like a like a fucking high fiber turd. No, from what I could, uh, my experience of basically everyone's like, I've had a oh, chimney I'm sweep. <laughs> <laughs> just cleans it out as it comes out. <laughs> chimney sweep going in, chimney sweep coming out. It just comes out covered in soot. Oh, the old Victorian fucking <laughs> industrial revolution baby. Oh my god! But no, in this particular article, so uh, heavily pregnant. Uh, woman yeah. uh, got on a packed bus right. um, and no one would give her a seat. Oh, that's fucked. Um, and so there was a young uh, a young fellow and she asked him for the seat saying, look, you're actually sitting in the section that's designated for, you know, the disabled and pregnant women. Yeah. Um, can I have that seat? I am obviously pregnant. Yeah. To which at he yelled at her, it's not my fault. You chose to get pregnant. I've had a long day at work. My feet are tired. <laughs> Fuck. To which every incel on the internet yeah. um, decided to like run in and be like, this is the champion we've always oh. wanted. To be like, yeah, well, yeah, you women, you wanted equality, so welcome <laughs> to it. This is the Zeta male I can follow. <laughs> yeah, if you want equality. Yeah, no, equality does not mean that when you're heavily pregnant, you have to stand up on a bus. Because you know what? If you as a man were heavily pregnant, I yeah. would love let you sit down on the fucking bus. Well, if I fucking want to, I'd be in a circus. <laughs> With your little xenomorph. He's going <laughs> to pop any second. <laughs> He's wearing a mesh tank top. This is going to be ugly. Oh, my God. But, yeah, so that popped up on my feed. So all the incels were like, yeah, well, if you want equality, then yeah. you're going to have to stand up when <sighs> pregnant, you bitches. It's not my fault you chose to get pregnant. 
And with that, you know what? Just fucking let the nukes fly. We're yeah. fucking, we're done. Absolutely. We're done as a species. Oh my god! Wow, I mean, so, someone needs to infiltrate the uh, the incel community and just be like, you know, if you just were nice to women, they might fuck you. <laughs> just try that. <laughs> what? <laughs> you gotta be kidding me! <laughs> I'm looking for the Konami cheat code. Is it X down, twice across left? Oh no, that's a Hadouken punch. Fuck! <laughs> I treated her like shit and told her it was a bitch. I don't know what else I can do, man. Why won't she suck my tiny smelly cock? <laughs> this is bullshit. I watched it last week and everything. Oh, my God. My mum tells me I'm a champion. <laughs> you know what? Incels, your mum's a lion. Yeah. Do, do, you think mom, do you think incel men have dad issues or mum issues? Oh, mum issues. You reckon? Yeah. 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 Yeah, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think secretly they don't want any other woman to be near them because they know the only one, only woman they want to hook up with is their mum. And this explains Pornhub. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, she's stuck in the dryer doing my laundry again. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> I better clean her lint filter. Oh, time for some chimney sweeping. <laughs> I call mum's bum the chimney. We've said it before, we'll say it again. When it comes to love, outside your family, inside your species. That's something we need to put on a t-shirt. I've done my research. (laughs) I'm going to release a book and it's just going to be like the modern guide to love for the modern incel man. Oh, can we? (laughs) Step one. Outside your family. Fuck this shit. They rip it up, set fire to it. Can we set it to like that old timey like deportment music? Like where it's like, this is Mrs. Chovington's deportment school. Where <laughs> women learn how to be good, subservient women. <laughs> Step one, take the abuse. You will cook for him and allow him to have very short, unsuccessifying intercourse with you. Oh, my lord. Lie on your back and think of England. <sighs> I don't, I don't. You know what? I don't know how women of the day just didn't stab every man they ever met. That's what I would have done. I know. Like, seriously. Just, there's got to be a point where I can't believe it just adds a, just a whole collective just didn't, fuck this shit. <laughs> stab, stab. But you look at like stab, the, you look stab, at all that stab. early feminism stuff, like, mm. you know, the uh, the Women's Christian Temperance Union, which, mm-hmm. you know, played a big, no lips shall touch these which have had alcohol upon them. It's like... <laughs> That is, it was like it was no mention of like you can't get it up, loser. No, you know what? It was just it was basically all that was. It wasn't about alcohol. Women just wanted the right to say no. Yeah. Okay. We just want men to accept the fact that no means fucking no. Unconscious means no fucking no. Yeah. We're your mum. It means fucking no. Yeah. Right. That's all they wanted. We could have like we could have been drinking all yeah. of those years. Prohibition would have never happened if women just had the legal right to say no. Fuck off, you drunk prick. <laughs> you could transpose that that pregnant woman on the bus story well back to the Industrial Revolution. Give <laughs> <laughs> so, me a spot on the wheelbarrow. <laughs> no, I've had a long day shoveling coal dust. <laughs> you chose to get pregnant. <laughs> me clodhoppers are falling off. Oh my god, Taylor's <laughs> oldest time. You chose to be a woman and be molested by men. <laughs> this is your 15th baby. Have you learnt nothing? Yeah, men are fucking shit. <laughs> and they don't know what men, what no means. That's what she's learnt. Oh my god. 
Oh, don't get me on a on a mad, angry like tirade. This is like I said. This is why I want to remake Wonder Woman. Yeah, but I don't want this kind of you know Gail Gail, Gail Gadot or Gadot or have you say her name? Yeah, you know, just pretty. Oh, I'm going to fall in love with a man and make the world a better place. Yeah. I want an angry, bitter, bourbon drinking, oh, fag smoking, broken bitch hill just lesbian. Like, Fuck the lot of you. Yeah, someone who's learnt ukulele unironically. Oh, my God. Just things like she lands on Earth and then the first man that tries to put her in a skin type, like <laughs> the sort of thong that yeah. barely like covers her flaps, <laughs> she is going to beat him until he puts it on <laughs> and then his balls flop out Yeah, and then she's just going to punch him in the face and then I think just, just travel around the world just drinking bourbon in her jet. <laughs> And just her little ears will just pick up whenever there's, like, misogyny happening. Oh, and she'll have to leave Earth. <laughs> she'll just, like, rock up and just be like, not even put a bourbon down, just punch him in one face, get back in the plane, and then just fuck off to the next, like, fucker on a bus, oh, denying a, a heavily pregnant woman a seat. Just chokes him out with that fucking just, noose oh, of justice or whatever she's got. Oh, my God. That's the Wonder Woman that I want to see. Just of our shit. Yeah, she's got prison tats. Oh, yeah. Wears a t-shirt with no bra. <laughs> and the t-shirt's for like the Pixies back when the Deal Sisters were still in the band. <laughs> Fuck yeah. I'd love that Wonder Woman. Her comfortable slacks and stains <laughs> on her. She just doesn't even give a shit. Wearing Ugg boots. Yeah, her hair's just up in that, you know, scrunchy <laughs> shit. You know, where it's just tiled This up. is my lasso of no fucks given. <laughs> Oh, my God. <laughs> it's not the hero we wanted. It's the hero we deserve. <laughs> oh, my God. Serious. This will be the greatest Wonder Woman movie ever until Ridley Scott gets a hold of it yeah. and fucks it up. Yeah. I'm just imagining what, you know, what would her cover be? She'd own like a, like a slightly trendy inner city gentrified bar. That's just- She'd run a cat rescue organisation. <laughs> <laughs> It's basically it may be based loosely on my life. <laughs> She's just involved in cat rescue, and that's what she does. And like when like the Wonder Woman like vehicle like it just opens, it's just all this <laughs> from inside. So she just goes in between punching misogynists and incels in the face and rescuing cats. Fair cool. Yeah. <laughs> Some you reckon Ridley Scott's going to want to direct this? <laughs> Oh, he, you know what? He just likes to take really good things and just... He just can't let shit be, it seems. Yeah. You know, he won't give up Alien. He just keeps insisting doing... Oh, yeah. I told you, I was listening to... um, Because we've discussed this and we've long said that they just need to shut Ridley Scott down. Because he's going... Yeah, there needs to be like a power of attorney thing where he just can't work on his own stuff anymore. Yeah, because he is just legit losing his mind. Um, And some of the crazy old crazy man ramblings he's yelling at school kids on the bus... um, (laughs) I told you he was talking about, like, you know, the stuff that he wanted to do for the original Aliens, but the studios shut him down. How often is the studio right? Not very often. Yeah, you're like, oh, they're always holding directors back. This time, I never thought I'd say this, I'm 100% behind the studio. Yeah. Because he's actually talked about, um, originally he wanted to do a scene of, I don't know, you may possibly may remember this. I don't know if you remember the scene where uh, Ripley makes it onto the live pod um, so this is Alien. Alien. Yeah. Yeah, the Ridley Scott, the original one. Yeah. And then she gets her kit off. 
Yes. And is, and is in her little... Funnily enough, I do remember that scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In her little bit of loincloth yes. and singlet. Yes. Um, apparently, originally, um, Ridley Scott wanted the alien to pop out, grab Ripley. Right. And then sort of, you know, have the alien do, well, a little bit of an investigation of her body um, and comparing it to his body in what sounds in the most vomy, creepy and uncomfortable scene that you only see on porn. (laughs) Oh, God. Where it's just, it just, yeah, it's getting a bit touchy-feely with Ripley. And, yeah, basically the studio just, like, didn't even consider it. They were just like, oh, no, that's no shut, no. (laughs) This HR Giger in the corner with, like, all this art. I have drawn a civilization that's made of dicks. No, you can't have that. Yeah, no, you and someone get him off the lot. (laughs) Back to the Swiss Alps with you. (laughs) Go go design album covers for fucking Celtic Frost. Just fuck off. (laughs) Back to that that bit of the Alps where you clearly don't get enough oxygen (laughs) to your brain. (laughs) I've drawn mechanical dicks. No. <laughs> get him out of here. He goes out, gets in his little car that looks suspiciously like a vagina and drives away. <laughs> but yeah. So it's this- like the fucking dogmobile from Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> but a vagina with these big flappy flaps on the side. And his head just pops out like a little clitoris. <laughs> bang, 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 bang. Up he goes. Little clitty, clitty, bang, bang. <laughs> clitty, clitty, bang, bang. <laughs> Oh my god, there's more merch. We're gonna release <laughs> the limited edition Hyundai Clitty Clitty Bang Bang. Uh, yours was just $9.95 along with the Tim Burton Custom Bay <laughs> Moonlight fucking <laughs> graveyard set. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh. But you know what? I like to buy my Clitty Clitty Bang Bang just after tax time. You know they do the run out? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, get it a bit cheaper. Last year's models have yeah. got low Ks. Exactly. <laughs> Only children around the block on Sundays. Yeah. Wonder Woman would just have a pickup <laughs> and it'd just be called the cunt wagon. <laughs> I was gonna say the pussy wagon. <laughs> cunt oh. truck. Have like instead of truck nuts at the back, just real <laughs> actual nuts. <laughs> just a victim's she, balls. She's just ripped off. She just hangs no, she just hangs them off the back of the plane. Oh, like the predator with those little skulls that he's yes. just got around his fucking neck. I just don't believe she just pops them in the cat rescue cages so the cats can just play with them. Oh, and feeds them to the cats. Just like little like little toys. And there's just a cat with some dude's nuts just, just buddy <laughs> kicking the shit out of it. <laughs> I'd watch that. Yeah, I'd watch it too. I'd watch that. Oh, my Put God. Jared Leto in that situation. <laughs> oh, I look out, I mailed some cum to you. Did you? Did you? <laughs> she doesn't tweet me too. She's going to come around with a fucking hammer. Yeah, no, no, Miss Wonder Woman. No, I did not. Oh, my Lord. Did you mail cum to me as this claw hammer just goes through his door? I'm going to fuck oh. you up, you skinny pervert. Oh. Your bad fucking socks. Oh, my God. Who was it who made that quote that um, – oh, I can't remember who it was. Someone said that um, men are lucky that women just want equality and not revenge. <laughs> That's a good quote. <laughs> that could be the tagline. <laughs> That's a great – Yeah. That's – oh, my God. <laughs> On second thoughts – Choose revenge. Anyone from Bloomhouse who's listening to this, we could oh. totally make this. Oh yeah, like a hardcore lesbian re- revenge flick. <laughs> you know what? I can I can get us 
two hundred cats, like in like in like twenty minutes. Just give me a phone call. <laughs> I reckon I've still got a few lesbians. Oh. Just in the back pocket. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm catnip to them. It's weird. Mm-hmm. All I've got to do is put on a denim skirt. I can get her some lesbians. Yeah. They, can, they can feel me sliding on the denim. <laughs> they can hear it. <laughs> it's just like, whoa. <laughs> They'll be like the predator. <laughs> like, <laughs> they can detect the heat signature. <laughs> As you pull it on. <laughs> oh, good times, good times. <laughs> oh, my Lord. It's a crazy world we live in. Mm. Mm. And it's still daylight. Sorry, I'm drinking my coffee. It's still daylight while we're doing this. Oh my Isn't God. that nice? <laughs> Isn't it nice when we're both awake? Ooh. I suppose you do come around after work, though. Um. Oh, Lord. Well, not for long. I've bought lottery tickets. Oh, well, that's it. You're done. Yeah. Kiss that nine to five shit. Goodbye. Yeah. Oh, my Lord. Seriously, I want to start a cat rescue. It's going to be great. We could, you know, just launch a Patreon. For cat rescue? Yeah, oh, fucking, or us. How about us rescue? <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> How about fucking, I'm a rescue man. Oh, my God. If anyone would, should need it to be picked up by the side of a highway, it's you, mate. <laughs> Let's be honest. They're just going to drive past and go, nope. <laughs> That's not true. Don't sell yourself short. Don't put yourself down, honey bear. You know for a fact <laughs> that one day you stood on Prostitute Street and you got like, you had four cars stopped. Sex workers, and yes, I did. Yes, you did. I did. It's definitely a market for you. That was the peak of my journalism career. <laughs> and my nickname at News Limited after that was Midnight Cowboy. But uh-huh. there we go. Again, this is just, I guess it's just the different experiences for like men and women. I still remember the time I was, I was like 19. Yeah. I was just walking back from the supermarket. Mm-hmm. Okay. Ah, oh, what were you doing though? Just walking back from the supermarket. Walking back from the supermarket. Clearly, I live like a block away from the supermarket. Yep. Okay, so I'm walking back from the supermarket. Um, it was like seven o'clock at night. I've clearly, I've got like, you know, my environmental shopping bags. Yeah. Clearly filled with shopping. Okay. Just. See, that's the first sign men look for. Yeah. yeah. So I'm just walking my shopping back mm-hmm. to my apartment. Minding my own business. Pretty fucking suggestive, though. Yeah. I mean, shopping bags. Come just on, a pair of shorts and a t-shirt. You know, not even not even tight. Just my at home. Pretty sure shopping bags is an anagram for just giving it away. And as I'm walking along the street, yeah, you know, just do 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 do. I see out of the corner of my eye a, a car just, you know, went past and then just just pulls in, just pulls in a little yeah. bit further out. I just keep walking, you know, da da da. As I walk past, he leans over and just says. Show us your tits. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> I, uh, <laughs> not in front of my groceries. <laughs> I just carried on my home. So I think that's just the general experiences of you walking down the street and you, you're just like, oh my God, it was this one day. Literally, we can't go out for groceries, apparently. Just yeah. show us your tits. Um, no. I got showered in piss once. Oh. I was walking home from university and someone drove past me with a, those great big super soakers with the mm. backpacks. Yeah. Drove past me and literally top to bottom just whoosh, covered me in piss. Um, did you like that? I did not. Okay. Just, I'm not German. That's the first thing we want to check. Okay. That's – wow, that's that's assault. <laughs> yeah. That's – that's – that's that's yeah. that person needs to be on a watch list. Yeah. There's a car full of people. What I was going to say, that makes it even worse. The person who's driving the person who's getting off on pissing on people. Yeah. That's but they must have been doing it for a while because it was a lot of piss. 
That's a lot of piss to super squirt on yeah, someone. Yeah, and they sprayed me. I was just like, what the fuck is that smell? And then I realized it was piss. Did you take yourself down to forensics I to get... <laughs> just shine a blue light on me. Just walk in all soggy to the police oh. station. That pissed on me. Yeah, that was a fun day. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And you just... Carry- well, that's just, that's just... Well, what do you do? You go home and have a shower and wash your clothes and fucking develop a phobia of walking in public. <laughs> Welcome to womanhood. Yeah, you pretty do much. You know what it's like to be a woman. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's just... No, that's just... That's weird. Yeah. I would have had to have set myself on fire. It's pretty gross. It's... Oh, my God. I am traumatised. I still remember that time that I was hovering above a toilet and I did a plop <laughs> and a bit of, like, the toilet water, oh, no. like, splashed up and touched, like, my bum cheek. No. I'm still upset about that. Yeah. Even talking about it. Public I'm, toilet? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Did you do the anti-splash with the paper? No. You got to do that. Oh, well. Amateur. I, Amateur. I found out the hard way. <laughs> I'm still emotionally traumatized by that, so I can't even imagine having somebody else's like piss on me. Oh no, it's fucking rank. Oh, yeah. oh, oh, yeah, oh, oh, yeah. Anyway, uh, <laughs> speaking of being pissed on, yeah, speaking of being gentle, you know what? You know what? That takes me back to Germany. Ah, <laughs> oh, the good old motherland. Now this week. Actually, this this brings us to our topic, would you believe? I would. This week, we look at a mystery wrapped inside a riddle inside a conundrum. Oh, dear. It's like a kinder surprise. As we look at Kasper Hauser, the German Kosasaise. Okay. He is many men. (laughs) He is one. He is none. Or maybe... He is a prince. Has he got an understudy? Has he got a swing? What is this? We explore one of Germany's greatest mysteries. This week, get your identity mistaken for Kasper Hauser. Or Caspi Hauser MD. (laughs) Or Caspaccio Identity Soup. Well, fucking, please tell me you've got a Casper Van Dien. Or Casper's Haunted Hauser. Oh, that's pretty good. Or oh, fuck. Casper's Hauser of Cards. Is it okay? <laughs> okay. I haven't heard of this guy, so I'm assuming these are intelligent puns. Oh, my God. Look, I have and they're not. But it's, <laughs> it's the best I could come up with. Oh, look, now, like all modern thriller films, let's start in the middle. Oh, oh no, this isn't going to be another fucking Nolan fucking thing, is it? Oh, picture it. Oh, no. Picture it. We find ourselves on the streets of Nuremberg in Germany on the 26th of May, 1828. A 16-year-old boy stands holding a letter. Okay. A nearby shoemaker watched the boy who stood alone with his letter, ignored by passers-by. Eventually, the shoemaker named Wickman approached the boy to ask if he needed assistance. All the boy replied in a somewhat stunted Bavarian dialogue was... (coughs) I could try and do an accent. This this is going to be a southern woman again, isn't it? I want to be a cavalry man, as my father was, and... When asked who his father was, he simply repeated the word 
Horse! Horse! That's one of those conversations where you instantly just nope away from it. You're just like, like why I, did I fuck it? Why did I engage? God damn it. Wow, fuck. <laughs> All other requests for information were simply met with tears or a simple, don't know! <laughs> the shoemaker looked at the letter the boy carried. The letter was addressed to Captain Von Vesenig. He was the captain of the 4th Squad of the 6th Cavalry. Okay. Under the captain's name and unit, the envelope simply stated... I should have pre-recorded this in German. Okay, yep. Are you going to attempt to read some German? Von der Blaschengranz-Granz. Dub ot ust unbenant. 1828. It's not often we have to apologise to the Germans, but we are so sorry. Which translates as, from the Bavarian border, the place is unnamed. 1828. Fucking okay. Thanks for giving the detail that it doesn't have a name, (laughs) dickhead. I rode across Bavaria on a horse with with no name. name. (laughs) His name was Hans. (laughs) (laughs) The letter stated that the boy was put into his care when the child was six months old on the 7th of October, 1812. The author said that he had taught the child how to read and to write and he had instructed him in the Christian religion. Well, that's all your bases covered, isn't it? You might be thinking, well, that was nice of him. But the author then went on to relay the fact that they had never, ever... Not even once. Let the child take a walk outside the house. This is a fruitful situation, is it? But the author said that the boy now wanted to be a cavalryman, just as his father had been. Okay. The letter went on to say the caretaker was washing his hands and it was now up to the cavalryman to do what he want with the boy. Okay. Simply signing off with... Make him a cavalry man or hang him. I don't care. <laughs> teenagers, eh? Oh. <laughs> just fuck him off. Oh my god, yeah. I know I know people who've had teenagers just don't fucking give him a job. Hang All him. you do I is lie care. around in your bedroom and using your lederhosen as a as a fuck sock. <laughs> You get out the house and join the cavalry now. I don't mind when you do it. It's when you use your grandmama's lederhausen. <laughs> and she's in them. <laughs> That's why we do not appreciate it, Hans. That's where that fucking German knee slapping dance from. It's just get your fucking dick <laughs> away from <laughs> my socks. <laughs> just pivot. Cock-swatting. Just <laughs> cock-swatting. <laughs> Ring the alarm bells. Diddly ding, ding, diddly ding, ding. Fuck. <laughs> oh my god, German culture all makes sense. Uh, to me absolutely, now. <laughs> these Bavarians. Oh. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure when I was like 18, my parents like sent me out with a note like that to the world. <laughs> just, just, just don't fucking send her back. Uh, but that was not all, because the letter. Contained a letter. Okay. 
DVD commentary. Oh, yeah. Bonus features. The second author claimed to be the young boy's mother who got knocked up by the cavalryman. Ah. And it is her instructions to the mysterious caregiver. She tells the caregiver that the child's name is Casper, that he was born on the 30th of April, 1812, and that his father, although unnamed, you slut, (laughs) was in the 6th Regiment as a cavalryman. She can narrow it down to a regiment. Doesn't mean there was one of them. (laughs) It means there was a regiment. (laughs) Look. You know, I get she might have just in the spirit of Anzac Day. Yeah. You know. Good on her. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, maybe I'm related. (laughs) (laughs) Captain Von Vessing saw only one option join the cavalry. He promptly dropped the young boy off at the police station. Yeah, fair call. <laughs> this, this is some wackadoo shit, even for fucking 18, 1850-something Bavaria. <laughs> oh, look at that. Officially washing my hands. <laughs> uh, the police told the boy to write his name, and the boy wrote two words. And those words were, Casper Hauser. Very good. The police questioned Casper further. It appeared he could read a little. He recited some prayers from memory, but his displayed vocabulary appeared to be quite limited, and he was only able to answer a few questions, but none about himself. Okay. So, what do you think the police did? We've got a a 16-year-old boy, you know, he's scared, he's alone, he doesn't know where he's come from. You know, people have basically said, "Uh, we don't want him, do what you want with him. What do you think? What do you think the police did? One of two options. They've thrown him into jail with the adult male population or they've sent him to work in some horrific industrial city like a workhouse or something like that. They arrested him for being a vagrant. Of course they did. <laughs> and sent him to prison. Yep. Casper <sighs> would spend the next two months in a German prison. Fucking hell. Whoo! Under the care of the jailer... Andreas Hildel. <laughs> At first, Casper refused all nourishment except bread and water. I'm pretty sure that's all they offered. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the only thing they offer in prison. <clears throat> A bit of protein. His vocabulary started to expand. He learned great new words like, get the fuck away from me. <laughs> and he displayed an understanding of the concept of money. Okay. Then one day, Casper told the story of his life so far to his jailer. Just chilling. Just chilling with the jailer. Yeah. As far back as he could remember, all Casper could remember was a life lived alone and in the darkness. Casper said he spent his whole life in a dark cell, only two metres in length, one metre wide, and only about one and a half metres in height. Jesus Christ. So it's... Um, That's like the cube. Is that like... What would that be? Like six feet long, three feet wide, four and a half feet tall? Would that be that Yeah, way? like that's a good-sized Sydney apartment. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> four million dollars. Yeah. <laughs> on the floor <coughs> lay a straw bed for him to lay on. Yes. The only possession he had was a small horse... Carved out of wood. 
It sounds like, honestly, it sounds like my parents telling a story <laughs> of like what life was like for them growing up and how they had it so much worse than yeah. everybody today. And we don't know what they went through. Yeah. Just like, whatever, Grandpa. <laughs> so he had a small horse carved out of wood. He never saw anyone and no one spoke to him. Just spent all day black and cell. Nice. With his horsey. But every morning, very COVID safe. That, that is true. Yeah, the early lockdown. Yeah. But every morning he would awake to find fresh bread and water next to his bed each morning. I have so many questions about this. Okay, so many questions. Yeah. A, you're in a room that is the size of a toilet. How do you not hear someone coming in? <laughs> okay. Um, why did it never occur to him to, I don't know, just stay up? I'm just like, seriously, like, oh, someone mysterious. Just stay up. Just stay awake. And do what? There's no one's later hosing in there. <laughs> just be like, oh, hey. Like, he was, oh, my God. And if he only lived on bread and water, had he ever taken a shit? Oh. Like his whole life. He's only had bread and water. Has he ever taken a shit? Surely you would just be backed up with 16 years of soggy bread. Oh, yeah. You'd be letting that out like a truck driver seeing a therapist. Yeah. Yeah. That can't be. That's not good for anybody. No. Seriously. And this is pre-sewage? Yeah. This is when you start to do a shit in a pot. Yeah. Throw throw it out the window. Yeah, but he didn't have a window. No. So I presume he didn't just have a horse to play with. (laughs) He'd have his own solid mud brick to play maybe that, with. Maybe that horse was a cork. Casper <laughs> said that sometimes the water tasted bitter. And whenever he drank the bitter water, he would fall into an unusually deep sleep. And when he woke up, his straw had been changed. Oh, wow. And his hair was cut and his nails trimmed. Okay, so... To be fair, mm-hmm. they're dosing him up on a shitload of laudanum because mm-hmm. apparently that was quite bitter. Mm-hmm. And he's waking up. So he's, he's being fucking held captive. He can't just stay up. <laughs> if you take the first, you know, ooh, ooh, it's a bit bitter. Here's an idea. Just tip it out. Pretend you've drunk it, okay, and be like, oh, I'm in a deep sleep. And then wait to, like, open the door and fucking ninja kick. I don't know, man. Ninja if, so- kick. if someone brought me fucking laudanum every day, I'd be fucking drinking it. Ah, <laughs> uh, I'm going to sleep on my pillow made of tits. Ah, <laughs> uh, opium. Ah, uh, Lord. Laudanum. Again, the apocalypse is going to be very different for the two of us. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Well, that's the other thing as well. If he's getting the laudanum pumped into him, he's doubly not taking a shit. Oh, my God. Yeah. Can you imagine? <laughs> That's why he's like, he's like, he's just so tense. Like 16 years of shit literally backed up in him. That's why he's not saying anything when they ask him, what, horse? Mm. Horse. He's still trying to back one out from 15 years ago. Oh, Lord. Oh, my God. It looked like someone, you know those trees, that you, those machines that you see stripping bark off trees? Yes. That's what it would look like. He'd just bend over and this fucking 50 metre log just pumps out of him. Oh my god Yeah because they did not have extra fibre back then No Look at those Super Mario bonus levels Where you just go And ride the flower up Yeah you 
to shat his way out of his leg. <laughs> he could busted the door open, <laughs> just backed up on it. <laughs> oh my god. Oh dear. So he said because he never stayed up. He never met a living soul before a few months before he arrived in Nuremberg. Oh, wow. Casper said that the mysterious stranger taught him to walk. Fucking hello. (laughs) Keeping your butt cheeks clenched. (laughs) And how to write his name by guiding his hand and taught him the phrase, I want to be a cavalry man as my father was. Casper insisting he had no idea what the words meant at the time. Oh, dear. The stranger then brought Casper to Nuremberg, handed him the letters and sent him on his way. Casper claimed that he did not know the mysterious stranger, nor would he ever be able to identify him, as the mysterious man was always very careful to ensure his face was always hidden from Casper. Because let's face it, no one's going to believe you. I mean, yeah. if, even if you're not the person who's kept him captive this whole time. Yeah. No one's going to believe you. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, sure. You just happened to just find him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, now, gossip spread far and wide about the mysterious boy in the prison. It's not a lot happening in 1828. Clearly not. In between getting your lederhosen and fucked while it's on you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, did you hear? <laughs> <laughs> I cannot hear. I have two penises. <laughs> uh, H.R. Geiger is drawing my picture. Yeah, it's like a Geiger. Oh, my God. Get in your clitty, clitty, bang, bang. <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> oh, my God. Except his clitty, clitty, bang, bang was driven by horses. So it's clitty, clitty, clop, clop. <laughs> Do that shit with coconuts. <laughs> Oh, if I turn the coconut, it looks like I am banging two titties together. <laughs> two backwards titties. And that's how the fucking Giga's artwork was born. Fuck it. Oh two my God. backwards coconuts and a robot chick. And that and that's how it ends up. Oh, yeah. my God. That being said, I so want to visit the um, H.R. Geiger Museum. Yeah. Have you seen the pictures of it? Well, yeah, but at the same time, like, dude's a bit of a one-trick pony. Yeah. <laughs> God, I thought if anyone would be excited to like sit like at a table shaped like a penis and vagina, it would be you. I'd be like, eat your. I just imagine like if all the food is inspired by his art as well. Like the hot dog is <laughs> is just even more fallacy. Oh, ugh. yeah. Ooh, yum. Post industrial space dick dog. Yeah, yum. That's all you'd get at the Giga Museum. Whoa. Anyway, if it's just like if it's just like nuggets and chips, I'm going to be really disappointed. Sorry, I, I think he's one of the most overrated artists. <gasps> I do. We're going to get hate mail. I know, but come on. But come on, like it's it's kind of a gift to literally turn anything, and yeah. I mean anything, yeah, and overly sexualize it. Yeah, like <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like he's the only man I know who could take a thong. And a flip flop. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then like just turn it into like a phallic object. You clearly haven't been on holiday in Broome. <laughs> oh my god. The sex they had. Don't tell me that story. Do Ooh. not tell me that story. Whew. Gossip spread far and wide about the mysterious <laughs> boy. So much so, the Nuremberg mayor came to meet the boy. And Casper would tell the mayor about his previous life. 
Although some observers would note that these stories would change each time Casper told them. I can imagine. I like how these mares were kind of like some sort of primitive Oprah. And they're like, I shall investigate. (laughs) (laughs) You'll get a disease. You'll get the plague. You'll get the plague. (laughs) You'll get a horse. Now, the other curious thing was for a boy that had lived in a darkened cell with nothing but bread and water for 16 years, Casper was in really good physical condition. But was his bowel? Certainly not what what one would expect from someone who had lived in a hole for 16 years and had only just learned to walk. No. He was short, though. Yeah. Um, and his legs were covered in mysterious scars. Okay. Because I imagine if you don't walk up until the point you're a teenager, you get some serious developmental. Like you're you're gonna look like a seal. Well, you wouldn't. Yeah, you wouldn't have like like leg muscles. Yeah, would like you? everything would be atrophied and hadn't grown properly. And yeah, you just. Bleh. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be scooting about the place. Yep. Yeah, no. Um, the skateboard wasn't invented until 1970-something. Uh, oh, my God. Maybe it was just the entire time in here he just skipped leg day for the entire 16 years. he just come out massive fucking shoulders. His teeny little legs. That would have sucked back then. It is 100 years until you can be gnarly, dude. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, so, and... The other strange thing is for a boy who was kept in a cell with no window, he had a very healthy complexion. Okay. And for someone, again, who had just learned to walk, he seemed to do it very well. In fact, effortlessly. Oh. Almost as if he'd been doing it his whole life. Oh, he's just really good at it. He certainly had no problems traversing the 90 steps up to his private quarters in the jail each night. Rumours circulated that Casper was everything from mentally disabled to completely feral. All of which the mayor squished, telling people that the boy had an excellent memory and thanks to himself. So, yeah, political. Yeah. And thanks to himself and the jailer, he was learning extraordinarily quickly. Oh. Random people began to come to the jail to meet the strange boy for themselves. Because <laughs> that's what you did in the 1820s. Pop down to the prison. Yeah. Meet an orphan. Why not? Which Casper delighted in. He demonstrated his learning to his visitors and would even demonstrate an understanding of money. I see where this is going. <laughs> <laughs> but then another rumour began to circulate. Right. When one unknown person made the statement that the mysterious boy bared a striking resemblance to the Grand Duke of Baden, (laughs) a noble German family. The Grand Duke had married Stephanie de Berhamnerhesa. Bless you. (laughs) She was the adopted daughter of Napoleon of France. Okay. Stephanie had indeed given birth to a male child 16 years previously. Ah. But the the child had died two weeks after its birth. Okay. This was the second of her children. When the Grand Duke later died himself six years later, 
As he had no living male heirs, the title of Grand Duke went to his uncle Louis. Then when Louis died, the title moved to his half-brother Leopold. Okay, yep. Hushed rumours circulated Mm. that this had all been done by Leopold's (gasps) mother. Oh my goodness. Who was desperate for her family to have the title. The rumour was that the Countess had found a sick woman in extremely poor health. And when Stephanie had given birth to her son and heir, the Countess took the sick baby and replaced Stephanie's baby with the sickly child who quickly died and cut Carl the Duke's family line, moving the title to her own family. I didn't think they had tabloid magazines back then, but apparently they did. Apparently Leopold's mum was such a bitch. <laughs> the first assumption everyone went to was like, oh, my God, I bet you that bitch did it. <laughs> She's the princess fucking, what's her name? Uh, Harry and uh, uh, Megan Markham. Me- <laughs> me- <laughs> I read it in Good and Talk magazine. <laughs> oh, my God, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. So even more outlandish rumours circulated that the Countess did the deed herself, that she dressed all in white and disguised herself as a ghost, the white lady, <laughs> as she fled with the healthy child. Now, the like stories of uh, white ghosts, yeah. ladies, were actually like a common belief. Uh, back then, of like hauntings by mysterious okay. white ladies who would haunt castles and, you know, would be like a portent of death. But again, it's the 1800s, everything is a fucking portent of death. Yeah, absolutely. So, would you believe Casper became more popular as more and more of these rumors circulated? Oh, no. Casper was released from prison. <laughs> Just in case, maybe, let's not keep the, the, the future heir of Germany uh, in prison. <laughs> and he was formally adopted by the town of Nuremberg. Oh, don't you love a story like this? <laughs> I've heard of someone being a town bike, but I've never heard of anyone being the town orphan before. <laughs> or, is he, or is he literally the village idiot? <laughs> well, the city took up a collection to pay for his education and his living expenses. Aww. And then this was sort of like, you know, doled out as like a, a pension. He was like the surfing crab at the end of the news. Like, horrible news all day. Napoleon <laughs> rages through Europe. But in other news, that lovable idiot <laughs> learned to walk today and isn't he doing great? Yeah. 90 woo! steps a day. <laughs> today, tomorrow, he's going to try some fibre. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. Meanwhile, oh, my God, try check this out for a name. You're going to be impressed by this. Okay. Paul Johann Anselm Ritter von Furebach. <laughs> Abbreviate, bro. He was at the time the Bavarian Court of Appeals president. Okay. And he began to investigate Casper's origins. Ah, because the German system is inquisitorial. Mm-hmm. Yes. So just as rumours were circulating that he was the son of a prince, other rumours circulated that the mysterious boy was a fake (gasps) and was no more royal than a privy. (laughs) 
more than one person. Having said that, though, a toilet was pretty fucking royal back then. <laughs> it was pretty special. <laughs> it's pretty good. I have a magical hole I shit in. You know what? What's we- he need it for? <laughs> we shit on the old privy, but you know what? At least you didn't have to worry about mysterious water like flying up your anus by accident. That is true. Yeah. Yeah. So. You know, bring back the long drop, I say. Yeah, you just don't have to worry about cholera. Yeah, small price to pay. I don't think you understand. I scrubbed my ass cheek for days. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) Now, it was at this stage that more than one person who observed the original letters that Casper was found with. Yeah. That uh, So, one from his captor, the second from his mother. Some suggested they appeared... As if they were written by the same hand. No. Casper was put in the care of a schoolmaster, Frederick Dalma. Frederick taught Casper a wide variety of subjects, including drawing, which Casper seemed to have some talent for. Oh. Uh, all that I could find out about schoolmaster Dalma was that these were his interests. He was keenly interested. In homeopathy and magnets. That's, he's like the fucking cool teacher from Stranger Things. <laughs> <laughs> he's the AV club guy who just answers all the questions. He'd be the cool, he's the cool teacher I'd go to. Uh-huh, the yeah. homeopathy one. But well, t- the magnets. Uh-huh. How cool would magnets have been back then? They had no idea what was going on. Oh, oh my God. Well, like, apparently, like, he would just, like, he would do all these experiments, like, with Casper, where, like, they would, like, he'd be like, oh, I, you know, we're going to see if, if magnets affect the human body and would just, like, put them all over Casper's, like, stomach. <laughs> Not a lot to do in 1820. You know what? I imagine he just got really bored and was just sticking all his like holiday and travel fridge magnets all over Casper, yeah. the village idiot. And then someone came around and caught him, and he's like, "It's for science. <laughs> this is we're testing a theory." This but what what could you do with a magnet back then? Like they didn't have any screens or anything like that to like look at the way the waves work. I mean, you had iron filings. Yeah. I mean, all you pretty much could do is just like this fucking thing is witchcraft. And then one of them would have just gone, let's tie a rope to it and throw it in the river and see what comes up. (laughs) Well, he did that with Casper. And the greatest YouTube sensation of all time was born. (laughs) Oh, my God. Servant girl, splosh. Servant girl, splosh. I find five servant girls and one cannon. (laughs) Oh, my God. I love science. I really do. (laughs) I love river fishing with magnets. Oh my god! You know what? Maybe if they, make, oh my god, you know he made Casper eat some magnets. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my god! If he could eat one Quick. really strong magnet, yeah, and then have like another one at his bum, <gasps> you could, could kind of pull, pull the shit the bread out. out. <laughs> Just pull the shit out of him, like a fucking core sample out of an iron refinery. Oh my god! And then you cut him off into little inches and sell him as souvenirs. Oh my god! Yeah. Would you like one of Casper's? Oh, I'd be like, yeah, it'd be like a fucking soil. I will put a magnet on the back of it. You can stick it on your fridge. Oh, Jesus. Uh, I would have sold like fucking hotcakes. Oh, my all. God. I am all about the merchandise. Yeah. There you are. There's our next bit of merchandise. Casper Hauser ass nugget magnets. <laughs> for your fridge magnet. That's well, in a country that does sell kangaroo scrotums yeah. as coin purses. Yeah. Oh, we can attach like little bits of like, you know, paper, like privy toilet paper oh. for you to write your notes on. 
Yum. <laughs> don't forget your bread and water. <laughs> don't forget fibre. <laughs> fibre. Well, it sounds like this new guy was feeding him iron. <laughs> oh, Lord. Casper Hauser began to write his autobiography. Oh, he's got a book deal. <laughs> and the local mayor would totally interview him like fucking 18th century fucking him. Oprah. Who wants a copy of Casper's book? Alone in a room for 16 years and fuck, I need a shit. I don't, why don't you just be like, day one, it is dark. February the 14th, it is still dark and I have not shit in 18 years. Still better than so many cricketers' autobiographies. Oh, my oh, God. Oh, it's hot in India. Good work. Yeah, good work. Good work, cricketer. Shut the fuck up and throw the ball. <laughs> Day 3096, and I am convinced that bread packs you up. Oh, Lord. Okay. So, sure, I could stay up and find out who has captured me, but... Yummy, yummy, Laudanum. Where's the chapter in that? At least he's not bringing out a cookbook. It's just Laudanum and bread. (laughs) Oh, my God. Uh, So, yes... uh, Anyone that showed up to visit Casper, he'd show them his autobiography and process. Yes. Um, would you believe people even began calling from overseas who were keen to put their eye over this possible uh, <laughs> lad of the noble line? How fucking boring was life back then? Because there was no fast train travel. Yeah. Yeah. It was a commitment, like yeah. months. Yeah. Should we go see the German freak? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've got, I got four months and nothing to do. Yeah, why not? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, we've got to be back before in August. In August, um, I'm going to buy a hat. <laughs> so if we could be back before then, that would be great. Well, that's fine because I've got a shit marked for July. Oh. Because I'm on the Casper diet. On the Casper, Casper bread diet? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I've heard about his cookbook. How is it? How is it? <laughs> it's two pages. Yeah. Lord Lord and bread. Oh, good, good. How's it working? Oh, yeah, I sleep and I don't shit. <laughs> it's just like being a podcaster. <laughs> oh, my God, yeah, I don't have a job. <laughs> I can't afford to shit. It really is like being a podcaster. Oh, Lord. Now, some claim that this book was potentially too dangerous and led to the next shocking event. This is all part of his marketing. On the 17th of October, 1829, Caspar Hauser and the schoolmaster got into a war of words. Oh, well, doesn't Caspar speak like four words? <laughs> horse! <laughs> I'm not saying it was a very intellectual <laughs> war of words. Uh, the schoolmaster felt that Caspar had a tendency to tell lies <gasps> and would ham it up to people who suggested he was of noble blood. He also suggested that Casper uh, was becoming lazier and lazier by the day and was refusing to put, um, you know, the necessary attention to his lessons. So the schoolmaster berated Casper Hauser, who strongly denied the assertion. Horse! <laughs> <laughs> One horse for no, two horse for yes. <laughs> Little did the schoolmaster know that this could have been the last time he saw 
Casper Hauser. Oh, so it didn't kill him. It's just the last time we saw him. No, it could have been. Oh. Because as later that day, Casper Hauser would almost die. No. <laughs> On the toilet. <laughs> I'll show you. It's because it, it was just he finally shat for the first time. He was probably just sweating, just, oh. Oh, just gripping onto the towel as he's just <laughs> moving his buttocks trying to work it out. Just, oh. well, that scene from 2001 A Space Odyssey where they go through the, <laughs> through the monolith. <laughs> Imagine the first time he shat, like, and it had taken him 15 years. Yeah, he would have been fucking He would have balls. shat the monolith. Oh, my God. <laughs> Turns around and touches it, makes him smarter. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Starts bashing shit with a bone. He's going to say some street urchins rush in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So he almost elvised it. Oh, on the toilet, yes. Later that day, Casper <laughs> Hauser claimed he was sitting on the privy. Yes. With a man in a hood and a disguised face burst into the privy. See, he has, he has become a very expressive user of the word horse, if he could get all of that across. Horse, horse, horse. Horse, horse, horse. Horse, horse, horse. Horse, horse. Is he saying horse or sauce? <laughs> Is it the horse sauce on a horse? Or is he saying horse sauce? On a horse. <laughs> the horse caused the sauce. It wasn't the sauce of the horse. Who's a whore? Now that's one of those tongue twisters I would have liked. <laughs> the whores in Warsaw caused sauce upon, upon the, the sores. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Oh, the Nuremberg Tourist Board would like to contact us. <laughs> Oh my lord. So, <laughs> a man in a hood, disguised first, burst into the privy, brandishing a large knife. Okay, wow. <laughs> Literally, I cannot think of a worse time for someone to rush in while you're in mid shit. Stick him up! Uh-huh. <laughs> it's taken me 15 years to get him halfway out. You're making it go back in. <laughs> I can't just, it's too solid. I can't just, like, clench it off. Oh, my God. Again, it could have just... You're right. I think he was just seeing things from just the sheer exhaustion. Yeah. Oh, my God. So the man, Casper Hauser, claimed he recognised the voice of the man that had released him from his cell and brought him to Nuremberg. Okay. The mysterious man... (laughs) <laughs> With the large knife. Yeah. Threatened Caspar Hauser saying, You still have to die here. You leave the city of Nuremberg. <laughs> the two men struggled. Okay. We've discussed this. There is nothing worse <gasps> than fighting a man with his dick out. <laughs> a dick out and, half, and a half choked nard. This is why people don't like try to kill people while they're on the toilet. No. No. Dick's no. out. Nobody nobody wants that. The two men struggled. Casper's <laughs> forehead was cut with a large gash. Okay. And the mysterious man ran away. Again, dick out. <laughs> it will scare anybody off. Yeah. 
Hauser went up to his room on the first floor, then went back downstairs and climbed through a trapdoor into the cellar where he sat and waited. Once the schoolmaster came back, he couldn't find Casper, so he went searching for him, and he found him, and Casper told him of the attack. Right. A police escort was called for, and Casper Hauser was sent to live with Johann Bieberbach. <laughs> Zayford Bieberbrocks. <laughs> who was what they described him as a municipal authority. Right. I think basically he was like a police detective. Okay. Is, is what I'm surmising from Yeah, because they, they, they kind of didn't really have a police force. They sort yeah. of had like over, overarching kind of public service mm-hmm. roles, yeah. So I think he was he was that. He was the guy. Yeah, because you're going to send him to a pencil pusher. No. Where you've got, you know, large man with a knife while you're on the privy. <laughs> no. So you send him to the big cop. Yeah. For those who believed that Casper was descended from nobility, it only added fire to the belief. Yeah. Those who thought Casper Hauser was a fraud, it only fired rumours that Casper Hauser inflicted the wound on himself in the privacy of the privy and then returned to hide the weapon in his room before coming back downstairs and entering the cellar. Tell you what, though, when it comes to self-harm, cutting yourself open in a 19th century German toilet, (laughs) that's fucking brave. Takes some balls. Yeah. (laughs) At first, Caspar Hauser and the Bieberbach family got on well. Oh, good. And they had a good relationship. But this would quickly deteriorate over the next six months. On the 3rd of April, 1830, Johann Bieberbach would quarrel with Kaspar Hauser. A little bit later, Johann hears a gunshot emanating from Kaspar Hauser's room. When Johann burst into the room, he found Kaspar Heiser laying unconscious on the floor with a wound to the right side of his head. Oh, dear. When... He might have tried to have another shit. <laughs> is that or is that his first wank? When Casper came to, he said that he had simply climbed up onto a chair to reach some books on a high shelf. But the chair fell, and as he fell in desperation, he grabbed at anything, including a pistol that was hanging on the wall, which he grabbed, and it had gone off and shot him in the head. (laughs) I swear the sauce bottle found its way into my anus. The condom was already applied previously (laughs) to stop flies. The wound was superficial and some had doubts that the wound was in fact caused by a pistol at all. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) In fact, like, I don't know how as you're falling, you grab a loaded pistol that's attached to a wall. But you, as you're falling, you manage to get it to the side of your head. Or it ricochets off something. Yeah. Ricochets off a cuckoo clock. Yeah, or whatever well, they had back then. It was Germany. Yeah. yeah. Might have ricocheted off his lower intestine. That was rock hard. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, some people had uh, doubts. And Mrs. Bieberbach <laughs> was not generous in her later descriptions of Kaiba Hauser and complained of his, quote, horrendous mendacity. Horrendous mendacity? Yeah. <laughs> now that's an angry Yelp review. Oh, yes. 
And he is, quote, art of dissimulation. Oh. And described him as, quote, full of vanity and spite. Jesus. Says the bitter woman. Yeah. I love it. That's what, yeah, it's better than you're a mouth. <laughs> Mendacity. I know. A month later, it was decided to move Casper Hauser <laughs> from the house to the home of Baron von Toucher. Oh, dear. You're named after <laughs> what you did. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> it seemed to take a year this time before the Baron would start to complain about Casper Hauser's over-the-top vanity and exaggerated truth. <laughs> oh, Luckily for Caspar Hauser, around this time, Lord Stanhope, who was a British nobleman, developed an interest in him. What the fuck? And his story, and in late 1831, sought custody of Caspar Hauser, and this custody was granted. How old is Caspar at this point? He's like about 18. But I love the fact that, like, you're like. He's yet to find his forever home, isn't he? Swing in from another continent and be like, Yes, I like the look of that boy. I think I shall have him. And the council just hands him over. Yeah. Just, there you go, little fella. Yep. Go live with an inbred British lord. Yeah. Woo-hoo. Oh, Lord. <laughs> you yeah. think the diet's bad here? Yeah. Oh, oh. Holy shit. Casper? <laughs> now, during this new relationship with Lord Stanhope, Casper claimed. To remember a few Hungarian words. Oh. And said that he believed a Hungarian countess was his mother. Oh. Like, I know the word bonjour. It doesn't make me the fucking Queen of France, mate. Calm down. <laughs> like, maybe you read a shitty t-shirt. <laughs> like, calm down. Lord Stanhope would spend a great deal of uh, money attempting to prove Casper's claims. Financing not one, but two trips to Hungary. All expenses paid. Nice. In the hopes that the trips would jog Casper's memories. So they pretty much took him to Hungary. Yep. Just wandered about. Fair call. Good investment. Casper. He's like Bitcoin of 1831. Oh, yeah, the money will only go up. Totally. I've I've bought crazy coin. This is horse coin. Casper did not recognise one single building, monument or location in Hungary. Imagine imagine being part of this scam and just going, "Mm, guess we're going to Hungary. They did go to one uh, museum yeah. where Casper said that a portrait of a member, uh, it turns out it was a member of the Hungarian royal family, Casper stated that he looked familiar. Oh, yep, of course. Upon investigation, the portrait was of a man that had died. 200 years previously. (laughs) You had to take a shot. Do you know what I mean? You had to take a shot. (sighs) Oh, dear. It only took a few short months for Lord Stanhope to completely doubt Caspar Hauser. Only a couple of months. Mm -hmm. There you go. But I love the fact that, like, he wasn't convinced by the first trip. Oh, maybe we 
should just have another stab at it, hey, Uncle Uncle Lordy Standy Hope. <laughs> hey, have another crack. I just oh, I had a migraine. Oh, <laughs> my allergies. Hay fever. Oh. What does this guy think he's going to do as well? Like he's just found a street urchin from Germany who's somehow the rightful heir to the Hungarian throne. Yeah, and he's just going to king Ralph it yeah. in, into fucking yeah. and just take over Hungary. Yeah, he's just going to look at a building and be like, "Yes, I recognize that house. It has walls," <laughs> and they'll be like, "My God, he is the king." <laughs> Have you ever seen a toilet? Not in eighteen years. <laughs> Uh, Sounds like this English lord deserved to be fucking scammed. So in December of 1831, only a few months after taking custody of Casper, he moved Casper to the city of Ansbach in Germany. So he sent him back. (laughs) And placed him, palmed him off, into the care of schoolmaster named Johann George Meyer and his wife. A lot of schoolmasters taking in 18-year-old boys in 1832 in Nuremberg. Yeah. Just rent a schoolmaster. Just take in a lad. And they were Lutherans too. What was going on? Mm. So, <laughs> so yeah. So, he passed him off to the schoolmaster and his wife. Yeah. And then in January of 1832, Lord Stanhope would leave Arnspark and would leave Casper behind. <laughs> Just like dropping a dog off. <laughs> Bye. Like, oh, all I can think of is that time that um, Justin Bieber went to Germany and left his monkey at customs. What? He did what? We've been through this story. Oh, my God. Justin Bieber had a pet monkey that he was taking, and he was, like, travelling all through, like, Europe with his tours. He got to Germany, and they were like, um, well, no, you need, like, all papers because of, like, yeah. rabies and stuff. Like, you need all these, like, vaccination certificates and you can't just bring, yeah. you know. And he was like, oh, I don't have any of that. So he just fucked off and left his, his monkey in Germany. There's a poor little monkey in Germany that's just been palmed off, that's been Lord Stanhope no, by fucking Justin you're, Bieber. You're looking at this wrong. There is now a monkey that is free of Justin Bieber. <laughs> Oh my god, now the monkey is riding its autobiography. (laughs) It was the worst of times. And the worst of times. If I hurt baby one more time. Who's Bieber's ex-girlfriend? The um Selena Gomez? Yeah, she turned out super normal. Yeah. Yeah. Who knew? Who knew? Well, so did the monkey. (laughs) Who knew? Oh, Lord. So, yeah, so he, 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 he uh, got the fuck out of town, leaving Casper behind. But Lord Stanhope continued his obligations and continued to pay for Casper's living expenses. Yeah. But would never make good his promise to take Casper to England, which is what Casper Hauser wanted the most. He's going about it a fucking weird way. Yeah. Well, he's probably going to go for the monarchy. Be like, oh, you know what? Fucking fuck the Hungarian monarchy. Let's get in those UK dollars. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> Schoolmaster Meyer, who was described as pedantic oh and strict, accused Casper as being full of excuses and a liar. Their relationship quickly became very strained. In late 1832... Casper Hauser was given a job as a copyist in a local law office. Really? Yes. Casper was unhappy with the downward direction his life appeared to be taking. 
Well, you know, you're going from like you're going to be the king of Hungary to yeah. you know admin. Hungary. <laughs> what did I say? Hungary. <laughs> I bet there was a lot of wills back in those days that were just horse, horse, horse. Horse, horse, horse. <laughs> horse, horse. <laughs> oh, Lord. So, yes, he wasn't happy with where his life was going. So then in May of 1933, Führerbach, the president of the appeals court, who was the man who had been leading the investigation into his origins, yeah, up and died. Oh, no. Casper must have felt that he had lost his greatest ally. Although, much later, it would be claimed that at the end of his life, Führerbach had actually changed his opinion on the young man and had written a note that was found in his belongings after his death, allegedly. Right. This note stated, Gaspar Hauser is a smart, scheming codger. Codger. She used the word codger. Holy shit, that's them's fighting words. A rogue. <laughs> a good for nothing that ought to be killed. Holy fuck. <laughs> this is from the president of the appeals court wow. of the judge. Yeah, appeals wow. court. This is the guy of the appeals court. <laughs> well, nothing's really changed. <laughs> to be honest, the guy with the note said, make him a cavalryman of hang him. He called it. Yeah, he did. He called it. Yep. Uh, but if these were his feelings, they ne- he never actually revealed them to Casper. On the 9th of December, 1833, Casper Hauser and his carer, Johann Mayer, entered into a strongly worded argument. Oh, dear. Horse! <laughs> Horse yourself. Much to Casper Hauser's delight, Lord Stanhope would be returning to the city for Christmas. Oh. Maya was not so keen and expressed he felt it wrong that the Lord was still paying all of Casper's bills. Like, you got a job now, bitch. What was the Lord getting out of this? I mean, maybe he was just a gentleman and he had taken on the obligation and had agreed to continue paying the pension. So he just did because that because you were English and that's what a gentleman did. Or I'm just going to leave that. He wanted to fuck him. <laughs> Has he had a shit yet? No. Has he had a shit yet? No. God damn it. <sighs> Let me know when the freeway is clear. <laughs> the way is shut. <laughs> Just five days later, after their argument, on the 14th of December, 1833... Is the Kyber Pass clear yet? <laughs> oh, my God, he wanted to go somewhere. He should have taken him to India. <laughs> Try the bread. Casper <laughs> <sighs> Hauser staggered into his home with a bloodied wound to his left side. Oh, dear. The wound was surprisingly deep, and his liver and lung had both been pierced. Holy fuck. Kasper Hauser was lured, he said, to visit the Ansbach Court Garden by an unknown person that promised him details of his past. Uh. Kasper Hauser met the stranger. The stranger offered a bag, 
But it was a ruse, and as Caspar Hauser reached for the bag, the mysterious stranger uh -uh, stabbed him with a knife. Psych. <laughs> a doctor and the authorities were sent for. Caspar Hauser insisted that the police go to the gardens and find the mysterious bag, which he dropped when he was stabbed. There's just too much going on with this guy. Because that's your first. Yeah. You're like, oh, the, 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 the horse. <laughs> horse. <laughs> just like turns into Lassie. What's wrong, boy? <laughs> What'd you leave? He gasped out the words. <clears throat> Man. Stabbed. Knife. <laughs> Hoof garden. <laughs> Gave purse. Go look quickly! Oh, nice. <laughs> Best death ever. <laughs> I didn't know that, like, William Shatner was a Bavarian descent. Oh, my God, that's who we should get to, like, play Caspar Hauser in, like, the film adaption. Can you imagine? Man, stab! Knife off garden! Give us! Go look quickly! Horse! <laughs> Police went to the garden and there they found a small purple purse. Oh. A fucking Geiger's been here. <laughs> Although, curiously, even after the purse was found, Caspar Hauser never asked to see what was inside the bag. Oh, really? All that was in the purse was a folded piece of paper. Okay. Almost as if he's left it himself. Folded in a triangle. Fucking hell. It was folded in the manner in which Caspar Hauser also folded his letter observed one of his carers, Mrs. Mayer. Mm. The message was written in German in Spiegelschrift <laughs> or mirror writing, which okay. was the fad of the day, which is basically you put a mirror oh, up and right. you wrote. So it was backwards. You, could, you just had to put it in front of a mirror to yeah. read it. This dude's a fucking drama queen, isn't he? <laughs> oh, my God. God. The message read, oh, just you wait. The message read, Hauser will be able to tell you quite precisely how I look and from where I am. To save Hauser the effort, I want to tell you myself where I come. I come from, from. The land down under? The Bavarian border. On the river. I will even tell you the name. M. L. O. That was it. Oh, for fuck's sake. That was, I'm going to tell you who I am. Letter M. <laughs> fuck's sake. This is the shittest version of Total Recall. The note contained grammatical and spelling errors. Yeah. You're living with a schoolmaster. You should, that's the first <laughs> thing they're going to pick up. <laughs> These grammatical and spelling errors that Mrs. Meyer confirmed, again, she's not bitter, were <laughs> errors that Caspar Hauser would often make also. Yeah. Again, the story would change each time the story was told by Caspar, which led some to believe that Caspar Hauser had stabbed himself to gain pity, to guilt Lord Stanhope into finally taking him to England and to also to try and rekindle interest um, in his story because it had fallen out of the public eye. But 
He's like the first influencer. <laughs> he really Oh my god, he is. He is one of those influencers like crying. Yeah. Like when they were like, Oh, you can't have any like my like nudity in that. Like, I don't have any skills. I can't <laughs> get a job. <laughs> Oh my god! And he's actually more annoying. <laughs> he's somehow more annoying than an Instagram influencer. He'd die three days later in his bed. <clears throat> Good. Good. <laughs> three days after the attack on the 17th of December, 1833, at the age of 21. Well, that's, that's 100 in influencer years, isn't it? His final words would be as <laughs> mysterious as his life. Don't forget to smash the like button. Hit like, subscribe. This won't make any sense for 180 years. <laughs> Can you hit me on Patreon? <laughs> I'm on OnlyFans where I'll show you my feet. <laughs> All right. So this is his rosebud. I'm not going to say anything else if you want to see me naked other than uh, my obsession with the word horse. Has real meaning. Can you imagine his OnlyFans? <laughs> oh, my Lord. Uh, horse, horse. Horse, horse, horse. horse, horse. It's, just, it's just a different picture of him just like on a horse with a horse pointing to <laughs> a horse. Fucking Putin. Just holding a statue <laughs> of a horse. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. Maybe that's where Putin got his ideas from. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> oh, my God. So... These, these were his final words. What do you think his final words are? Don't just say horse. They're fucking dramatic, whatever they are. <laughs> whatever. The, this guy took three days to die from a fucking one-day wound. <laughs> He's fucking dramatic. I don't know. <laughs> He's ten pounds of shit in a five-pound bag. Come on. His final words are, okay, get ready because this is going <laughs> to change your life. Okay. All right? <clears throat> Many cats are the death of the mouse. <laughs> tired, very tired, still have to take a long trip. Uh. <laughs> what? What? That's, what? That's literally his last words. Literally his last words. Many cats are the death of a mouse. Yeah. Very tired, still have to take a long trip. I think he started and he actually said he still had to take a long shit. <laughs> I never knew the pleasure of a good shit. Oh, like, subscribe, and share. Oh, that's why I'm vegan. Because <laughs> oh, you're a hedonist. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm doing that shit literally 12 times a day. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Oh, so yes, many cats are the death of the mouse, tired, very tired, still have to take a long trip. Kaspar Hauser was buried in the Arnsbach Cemetery in Germany. His headstone reads, Here lies Kaspar Hauser, riddle of his time. <laughs> Jesus. His birth was unknown, his death mysterious, 1833. <laughs> A statue was later built for Caspar Hauser in a nearby garden. Why? The inscription in Latin reads... Horse! (laughs) (laughs) I wish I knew the Latin for horse. Okay, it's written in Latin. Hic occultus occulto accusus est... Fuck. 
Jesus Christ, are you going to fucking summon the dead? Are you reading the Necronomicon or is that Latin? It means here lies a mysterious one who was killed in a mysterious manner. Fucking hell. How to make your really shit sentence sound posh. Just put it in Latin. That's, That's the only reason people put it in Latin. Oh, my God. Wait for it. King Ludwig I actually offered up the unusually high reward sum of 10,000 guilders for the perpetrator's capture. But no suspect was ever found. Who's going to admit to killing the most popular influencer of the day? (laughs) The following year, on September the 11th, 1834, the (gasps) Ansbach Court concluded its investigation. On 9-11. By saying... They couldn't ignore, quote, their justified doubt as to whether a murder was committed by a third party against Hauser or whether a crime was committed against him at all. (laughs) Did they arrest a homeless horse? The police counsel would go on later to state in another finding that he felt the injury was... Self-wound without intention to kill. Oh, God, he fucked it. He fucked his own (laughs) pity stab. (laughs) Others, others insisted that poor Caspar Hauser had been murdered to cover his secret, which, if proved, could completely reshape the German (gasps) nobility. Oh, my goodness. It's the fucking JFK of the time. Even to this day... Caspar Hauser is a constant source of fascination. Why? Over 3,000 books have been written about him. Why? And over 14,000 articles. Why? Movies have been made. What? Opera. An opera has been made. opera. A ballet (laughs) has been made about him. Oh, God. Even a Suzanne Vegas has written a song about the lice of Caspar Hauser. Jeez. See, I would have, Boney M, I could have understood if they'd done a song about him. Like the B-side of Rasputin. Caspar Hauser. <laughs> oh, he's crazy like a horse. <laughs> what about Caspar Hauser? He can only say horse. <laughs> And then, like, the fucking chorus would be in Latin. <laughs> what was it? Ecos. Ecos. There you go. Ecos, ecos. Ecos, ecos. <laughs> just, and it's just like a hundred people behind me. Ecos, ecos. Three hours of that. Ecos, ecos. I'll be honest, I've seen worse operas. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and because scientists are fucked up people, oh no, they've created the Casper Hauser experiment. It's actually called the Casper Hauser experiment, right? Where an animal is reared, isolated from members of its own species, uh-huh. so that you can determine which behaviours are innate. Okay. So what they just do naturally as opposed to what they just do when they're influenced by the rest of their species. Because some scientists are fucked. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Now, in 1928, someone actually did a medical study uh, 
um, <laughs> on on his remains and said that Casper that uh, he'd accidentally stabbed himself yeah. too deeply. However, a 2005 forensic analysis. So they just keep you know propping him up every now and then. It's amazing. Their findings were it was quote. Unlikely that the stab to the chest was inflicted exclusively for the purpose of self-damage, but both a suicidal stab and a homicidal act, assassination, cannot be definitely ruled out. How do you do a fucking forensic analysis on flesh that isn't there? I guess, like, if it's hit the bone or... Yeah, maybe. Maybe they kept him on ice? Well, he died three days later. Like, surely that was an infection. Well, again, maybe they're looking at the old forensic diagrams maybe what, what the modern medicine was not what it is now <laughs> well in november 1996 oh, you're gonna like this bit of science yep a german magazine <laughs> is it still gutentag magazine got its hands on what it claimed to be the soiled underpants of Caspar Hauser. <laughs> Only in Germany. Or possibly a vending machine in Japan. <laughs> they didn't say where they got the soiled underpants from. <laughs> or from eBay. And uh, on these soiled underpants, yeah. there was a blood sample. Oh, no. They're not going to Jurassic Park him from fucking... All that bread. <laughs> so they used that sample... With an unknown sample source from a descendant of Stephanie, or who would have been Caspar Hauser's alleged mother. Yep. The sample proved that the person who belonged to those underpants was in no way related to the noble family. However, okay. in 2002, the Institute for Forensic Medicine at the University of Munster took fresh hair and body cells from the locks of Caspar Hauser's hair. The University of Munster? Is this, is this where they made the monster mash? <laughs> Working in the lab <laughs> late one, one night. night. <laughs> he threw some jocks. He threw some bloodied jocks. No, they didn't touch the dead jocks. They... <laughs> They took locks of from his hair and as well as items of his clothing. Yeah. And the six separate samples were all matched that, yes, this belonged to the same person. Yeah. They then matched them with the sample from the underpants. Okay. None of them matched with the mysterious undie sample. <laughs> so the German magazine had paid what I'm quite sure was a ridiculous amount of money. Yeah. But just some dirty street bog jokes. <laughs> Just urchin jocks. Just some urchin's jocks. Imagine being the person who brought him back to the office like magic beans. I bought some dirty jocks. Yeah. They're Caspers. <laughs> and there's, there's a fucking homeless dude in an alley just counting, <laughs> just counting a fucking stack. Just like, another day in paradise. Oh, my God. Can you just imagine, like, they're just sitting around, like, you know, the guy's just like, oh, you know what? I'm really I'm really bored. Like, I can only sell so much meth. Like, I want to improve myself. I want to do something new. Like, surely I'm better than this. <laughs> hey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my Lord. Must have been fun working in the lab that day when the Ziploc bag turns up. Oh, the day. 200-year-old underpants that are still shitty and bloody. Oh. It's times like that where you're like, I spent how many thousands of dollars to study at university for this moment? Yeah. You know, get on the bus, you can see that shit for free. <laughs> 
<laughs> you need to study. Oh, <sighs> my Lord. So, yes, yeah, so they, uh, <coughs> they eliminated the underpants. And uh, no smoking underpants. <laughs> <laughs> they used, um, so they took that DNA sample and then they got a DNA sample of a female descendant of Stephanie. Okay. Now, this is where they get into this, like, they were breaking down, you know, like the weird, like, science. Yeah. You know, you're just like, ah, of like, oh my God, what was it? Mitochondrial DNA. Yes. Whatever the crap that is. Um, apparently, I don't know, something you're leaving your jocks? Well, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, they took the DNA from a female descendant from Stephanie. Now, because of something with, like, the D- or the Countess Stephanie. Just knocking on her door. We need some shitty underpants. Yeah, we just... Get out. No, I'm, re- I'm a legitimate scientist. I didn't really weird about this, but you know how the government gives your family... <laughs> $20 million a year. <laughs> the day has come. We need you to give a little something back to us. I don't have any shitty underpants. Well, I've brought a cheap curry. <laughs> I've been to Best Buy. <laughs> Slip these on. Let nature take its course. Um, now, uh, something about because the mitochondrial DNA passes through a female line, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, science, it, science, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it's not going to change. It's different if it goes through a man, but if it's through straight females, it's the same, blah, right. blah, 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 blah. Yep. Um, so um, if he was related to them, then the DNA basically should either be identical or really freaking close yeah. to identical. Yeah. And then they compare. How much does this compare? So, like, out of you know, out of so out of a hundred percent, how much do you think it matched? How much? Zero. I'll give you another shot. Twenty-five percent. It was a ninety-five percent match. Wow. Now, basically, what they're saying is like, okay, that doesn't necessarily confirm that he is. Yeah. But. We're not ruling out that he could be. Like, wow. that's really, like, oh. They're like, oh, yeah, I don't know. Apparently there's all this, like, a lot of Germans share some DNA trigger thing, you know, blah, blah, blah. Right. The real way that you, I think, would be able to do it would be if you were able to take DNA samples directly from Stephanie. Yeah. And the baby, because the baby that died two weeks. Yeah. Uh, they're buried together. Right. The House of Baden, uh, so that's the, you know, the title, because yeah. that went to Leopold and his family. Um, they have never granted permission for any testing of the remains of Stephanie or her son as they are buried in the Baden family vault. In the vault? Uh-huh. They have a family vault. Oh, like a crypt. Yeah, like a crypt yeah, yeah. thing. Okay. Like not in the safe behind the bed. <laughs> well, I don't know. They're, they're aristocracy. Yeah, I'm you not never know. rule it out. Yeah, they'll bring out Uncle's bones again. It's time to play charades. So, um, what do you think? Do you think Caspar Hauser, descendant of royalty, or unemployed waifu needed a shit? <laughs> Why can't he be both? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. Okay. Now, I have one last thing to show to you. Okay. Okay. Now, we have someone has done a portrait of Prince or the Countess Stephanie. Yes. Who was people alleged would have been the mother of Caspar Hauser. Yep. 
and we have a portrait of Caspar Hauser. Okay. Now, I've put the two of them side by side. Yes. Okay, so you haven't seen these before. I have not. So, you can have a look and you can tell me if you think there's any family resemblance. Okay. Turning, turning, turning. turning. <laughs> Fuck me dead. Yeah. <laughs> That's not bad at all. They look really freaking similar. They do. And uh, let's just put it this way. He's not an attractive man. No, and she's not an attractive she's woman. She's not an attractive woman. Uh, the picture of her really just looks like the picture of him, but with a headscarf on. Yeah, like that really old kind of lost a bet at the football drag. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to put a kerchief on my head and I'm a woman. Yeah, well, la di da oh, lads, oh, saucy. Yeah, Mrs. Brown's boys, they kind of... <laughs> wow, okay. They've got the same <clears throat> nose. I'm just saying it. They've got the same nose. Um, the same constipated look. Yeah. Mind you, portraits of the 1800s, have you seen the ones where it's like, draw a picture of a cat. You know what a cat looks like? And they're like, yeah, sure. And then you see this weird dragon. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> draw a cow. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, I've been in a field. I know what one looks like. I don't. I really don't. Um, they look so much similar. They do. Yeah. They, that's actually quite striking. Uh-huh. So, uh, yeah. I think that could be why there's 3,000 books and 14,000 articles because, and I mean, this was back in the day where people were like pieces of shit and you could just, oh, we've heard of it before, people switching out a baby. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, or like, oh, I couldn't really, you know what, maybe if some of, I'm just saying it, some of the English ladies had got in some male babies, they wouldn't have been so separated from their head. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I would have faked the shit out of that. Oh, yes. <laughs> just you get a baby for like a couple of shillings yeah. back in the day. Yeah. You know, just be like, oh, look at me. I'm so pregnant. Yeah. Get yourself a fucking healthy Scottish one. Yeah. Done. <laughs> <laughs> Problem solved. <laughs> yeah. So thus, well, I don't think we can say thus ends the mystery of Casper Hauser because I think until we get into that, uh, into that vault... Yeah. We'll never really know. No. Ooh. You know what the strange thing is? Even if um, even if they let them get in and get the samples yeah. and prove that Caspar Hauser was actually, you know, the stolen son. Yeah. Because he died without any heirs. Yeah. The family line would just revert to what it is today anyway. Yeah. So it's not actually going to change anything now. But no. you, it would. Do you think the modern like German would be like, oh, on principle, we're stripping you of everything because you like <laughs> stole a baby? Yeah, I mean, their the monarchy is pretty toothless. I mean, I don't think they've even got any money. I think they've got jobs. What? Yeah. They, well, that didn't work out too no, good for them, no, did they? No, there's a couple of a couple of revolutions in the middle of uh, there and a couple of wars. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, I still like no. I've seen pictures. Like they look pretty like swank. Like they've got nice suits. There was a man with a moustache who kind of took over. <laughs> he, he, yeah, yeah. Okay. So Casper could have been a prince, but acted like a fucking princess. <laughs> no, because he would have been a hell of a lot fucking tougher if he was. <laughs> True. Yeah. <laughs> he wouldn't have died in childbirth. Oh my god! You know where a princess belongs? Where in the Rebel Alliance? Oh, yeah. Well done. 
I'm saying, don't say, say it, princess, as a derogatory term. No, I do, I do realize that actually that came across wrong, especially when we started the episode with such a strong riff. I like fucking Wonder Woman is about to I crash know, through wait. this ceiling and fucking ninja kick you. Yeah, she's going to punch me without even putting her beer down. Yeah, and I'm just, I'm going to hand her a bourbon and be like, he yeah, had it coming. He deserved it. Yeah, fucking. There you go. We'll crack one on and whoop, whoop, into the night. Yeah. I'm not like, I'm, I'm completely straight. But I'm saying, if I had to take one for the team, yeah, Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman, yeah, oh, like, and Xena, oh god, Warrior Princess. <clears throat> can you imagine if she can do that? Oh, be my vagina. Oh, I'm getting tingly just thinking about it. Jesus. Woo. Hello. Yeah, Lucy Lawless. Mm, she's on mm. the list. And like Zena, like she knows how to do that thing is where like she just touches like a point, just any point on your body and you're like. <laughs> Isn't that fucking Spock? No. Oh my God. Like a Vulcan fucking. No, he does the nerve grip where he yeah. just like Bill Cosby's you out. Like, <laughs> but no, Zena, like she can hit all like the pressure points and like, you know, all your like pleasure and nerve endings and stuff. Good old Zena. Yeah. Oh, hey. Hey. You know, just for the team. But completely straight. Completely straight. Sure you are. Sure you are. I'm completely straight. Let's look at the mirror writing of the purse we found. <laughs> if Zena wants to fuck me, I won't say no. Horse. <laughs> I won't be her horse. <laughs> Ridden. Until you are sweaty and put away wet. Oh, woo! Uh, ridden, to the revolution. Ridden hard and put away wet. That's the thing. Not the hero we wanted, the hero we needed. <laughs> oh, just remember, real Xena's eat, <laughs> eat the carpet. And there's no no in necrophilia. <laughs> Can that be my new catchphrase? <laughs> sure. That's a little bit worse than look at the dick, isn't it? Oh my god! Oh my god! Look, it's up to you. You, you, you do you, boo. You do you. <laughs> Maybe my catchphrase should just be horse. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! I think just anyone, anywhere, right now, just yeah. whatever you're doing. Okay, everyone listening to this podcast right now. Okay, I want you in the count of three to just scream out horse. <laughs> just in traffic. One, two, three. Excellent. Good work. And also, if you don't already, please listen to us on Good Pods so that we can cook the books and go to number one on the True Crime Podcast. Because we're number 32 right now, which is weird. I know, we jumped. We're like, we were sort of going up. We were like, yeah. we've been in the 40s for like so long. And now well, let's, like let's rig this shit like a Zimbabwean election and we'll fucking, we'll be number one. Woo, number one. Ah, ah, ah. We get absolutely nothing when we're number one, except... <laughs> Memes. Bragging rights to <laughs> yeah. our disinterested parents. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God, yeah. To the three people who listen to us. Thank you, three people. <laughs> and I'm very sorry that I used princess in a derogatory way. Yeah. But I would definitely let Xena suffocate me by sitting on my face. <laughs> you can't just make up for it like that. Good night, listeners. <laughs> Good night. <laughs>